the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Church of the Highlands is a Christ-centered Bible-teaching church, assisting people to know and love Christ Jesus through a great commitment to the great commandment. This explains how our church does its work, through a great commitment to the great commandment. What kind of church will a mediocre commitment produce? And the congregation responded with, a mediocre church. (laughs) Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And he's talking about that church, specifically Church of the Highlands, what we are, what we do, how we do it, and why. We're jumping into part two, the what we do part, and we'll finish it off tomorrow. I hope you can join us. If you missed yesterday's program, you'll find it on the website, highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout, and here's Pastor Layton. We recognize and respect the right of a person to accept or reject Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus did. He said, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door, I'll come in. It's up to the decision of that person whether or not they're going to open the door to Christ Jesus, to accept Jesus. You know, no one's going to end up in heaven because they lost an argument. Uh, A person chooses whether or not they're going to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if they choose to accept Him as their Lord and Savior, then we're here to assist them to grow in their knowledge and love for Christ Jesus. Now, fundamentally, there are about four steps to maturing as a believer. And I've seen it described in many ways. Years ago, uh, if you walked into the church to the right uh, of the entrance, you'd see a, a baseball diamond, a great big poster of a baseball diamond, with the bases, first, second, third, fourth base, all describing a stage or a step in the development of maturing as a Christian. And uh, the point was that maturing as a Christian is a process. And it's a process that goes through certain steps. And you, you can't actually bypass a step in your maturing process any more than you can bypass a base when you're playing baseball. Unless, of course, you're in peewees and they let you get away with that. But... Uh, the point is, is that maturing in Christianity, in our Christ, in our Christianity, is a process. And I mentioned that years ago we used the baseball diamond. There's a, a model that uses the university metaphor, where they have classes in, in divisions 101, 201, 301, 401. So you're a freshman Christian, a sophomore Christian, a junior Christian, and so forth. But uh, this year I found in my travels one, what I thought was one of the best descriptions of these four steps to maturing in Christ that I've ever seen because it uses language that everyone can understand. And the four steps are know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, make a difference. Know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, make a difference. All right, to know God means to get saved. It means to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It is both an event as well as a process. It is an event because the revelation of salvation happens in an instant. The light bulb goes on, everything changes. It happens in an instant. It's an event. 
But it's also a process because there are events that lead up to that point of decision. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians, it's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters are work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. It's describing the rewards we get for doing our part. There are two different people involved in the process, but it's a process that's being described. And he doesn't, Paul doesn't, the Apostle Paul doesn't describe it in a, in, a, in a comprehensive because before you plant the seed, you prepare the ground. And he doesn't mention that, but that's part of the process. Now, it's important for every member of our team, our family, our church family, to understand this concept because it describes, it helps us understand why our church family does things the way they do it. Uh, For instance, this week we had a team discussing this coming car show, this weekend's car show. And uh, the purpose of the car show is uh, to uh, let people know about our church. There are studies that indicate that if a person isn't looking for church, they can drive right by the front doors of a church day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and not even know the church is there. Their blinders are on. We want our community to know we're here. Maybe at some point in the future, the Holy Spirit's going to be prompting them or some difficulty is going to come on in life and they're going to be saying, I need a church. Where can I go? Oh, I met some people at that church there on the hill and and you know what? I like them. I think I'm going to go there. And so that's what the the purpose is. You might say it's pre-evangelism. It's preparing the soil. We haven't planted any seeds. We're just preparing the soil. But that's the purpose of it. You know, Scrooge is intentionally designed to be non-confrontational and yet present the gospel. Because we want people to come and hear the gospel. And so the gospel is woven all through the dialogue. And it's humorous at times, but it keeps people's attention as they're paying attention. And it's our way, one of our ways of presenting the gospel uh, to our community. There are some people that are convinced that if you stand in front of them and preach fire and brimstone, you have not done your job as the church. And they don't understand this principle of preparing the soil, planting the seed, watering, and letting God bring the harvest. I was with somebody this week, and they're in a a situation where they minister to people on the streets of San Francisco, people in the worst part of San Francisco, people who who don't know that they're going to live to the next day because of how violent the neighborhoods are. And uh, he said, you know, I don't waste any time making friends with them. I just get in their face and tell them about Jesus. And what that person is doing in his setting is appropriate for that setting because he may not get a second chance to meet that person or tell him about Jesus. And so that is an appropriate technique or, or method for his situation. We use a technique or method that's appropriate for our situation. But it all begins with knowing God. And then the second step to that is to find freedom. The Apostle Paul wrote, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Sin enslaves. Sin is slavery. The Apostle Paul wrote, Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer the parts of your body to Him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master." Because you are not under the law, but under grace. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Some people think that they are free because they can do whatever they desire. What they don't realize is they are enslaved to their desire. Christ came to set us free from sin's control. 
And that happens all throughout the week. It happens in relationships. It happens in, in, in growth groups. It happens in Sunday school classes. It happens in Celebrate Recovery. It happens all through the week. We are encouraging and helping each other towards this goal of overcoming uh, and finding freedom. And then the third step is to discover your purpose, your ministry. The Apostle Paul wrote the human body has many parts, but many parts make up one whole body. And so it is with the body of Christ. The human body has many parts. You've got a heart, you've got lungs, you've got you know, other organs and things like that. And it only makes sense if all the parts are there and functioning. It doesn't make any sense to just have a heart. It's not going to do anything. It doesn't make any sense to just have lungs. It's not going to do anything. But when all of the parts are together and they're all working together, then something can be accomplished. And it's terrible when one of the parts starts breaking down and not doing their job. It makes it hard on all of the other parts. So these parts are interrelated, and we are called to be parts of the body of Christ. Your assignment is to find your place in the body of Christ. It's to find out what God made you to do to be as part of the body of Christ. Now, you might be a finger or a thumb or something like that, and you are important, but you're really only functional if you're actually attached to the hand, and if the hand is attached to the arm. And the arm is attached to the torso, and the torso is attached to the head, which is Christ. So we all need to be active, and we all need to be connected in order to be the body of Christ. You need to find your place in the body of Christ. And the fourth step is to make a difference. That is to be active in your ministry. Some people think, I'm not a minister, I'm just a layperson. I'm just your basic Christian. Uh, Ministry is done by the people with the collars or with the titles. That's not what the Bible teaches. Ephesians 4 says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Why? Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Their responsibility, the responsibility of pastors and teachers is to what? Equip. Who? God's people. Are you God's people? To equip you, God's people, to do His work. If you're a believer, you're in ministry, full-time. You need to be doing your work. And, And that's what the Bible teaches. So these steps are very clear. Know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, make a difference. And in the months to come, Uh, We're going to see these four points emphasized again and again and again and again because we want people to clearly understand the pathway of growing in their Christianity. Amen? Amen. Now we move from what we do to how we do it. Church of the Highlands is a Christ-centered Bible-teaching church assisting people to know and love Christ Jesus through a great commitment to the great commandment. This explains how our church does its work through a great commitment to the great commandment. What kind of church will a mediocre commitment produce? A mediocre church. Do we want to be a mediocre church? No. No. We don't want to be a mediocre church. We want to be a great church. And in order to be a great church, it requires great commitment. To what? To the great commandment. Jesus was asked, what commandment was greatest? And his response is, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, And all your mind, this is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus had two parts 
to his answer. Love God, love your neighbor. Okay, how do we love God? Well, God incarnate, Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them, and reveal myself to each of them. How do we express our love to God? By being obedient to God in fulfilling His commands. You know, it's very helpful to ask those basic questions at times, just making sure that the main thing that once was the main thing is still the main thing. That's exactly what Pastor Leighton Sheely is doing in this series about Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I hope you're blessed by these comments. They certainly are giving you an insider's look at Church of the Highlands. More information about the church is on the website, highlands.us. And at this unusual time, now there's an understatement, if you have a need that Church of the Highlands may be able to help with, please give us a call at 650-873-4095. That's 650-873-4095. I'm Mike Trout with an invitation to come back tomorrow for the conclusion of this message as we open God's Word and study verse by verse.